Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, featuring Rob Bro. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. All right, you guys, let's listen up. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. So let's see some hustle. Let's jack it up a little. I got a feeling things are about to turn around for us. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland. Good morning, West Texans. All you good, fine, friendly folks out there who wish you were. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We will take you to 1 o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. We'll turn the morning into afternoon with you fine folks listening in San Angelo on ESPN 960. Here in the Hubaplex, Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. It is a uh, extra large Monday around here. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. We'll continue to freely and openly engage in Super Bowl hype, getting ready for Kansas City and Philadelphia. We've got a lot of tech basketball we'll look at, but you could already be texting in 806 855 3712 because you know what we do today. We hand out Raiderland helmet stickers, highly coveted. They go to anyone and everyone deserving a little recognition over the last few days. We also find out what you believe to be true to start the week because it's incredibly dangerous to start a week and not know exactly what you believe. One would say you might actually be running out and running around all willy-nilly, and we're not going to allow that in Raiderland. So jump on the text line, 806-855-3712 on that. We'll have your question of the day. Uh, As we said, men's basketball. Commissioner in town over the weekend. Lady Raiders, I believe, 1-0 when Brett Yormark, Big 12 commissioner who's busy raiding the entire Pac-12, uh, sits in the stands as they get another uh, nice win against Kansas State. Sweep that series yesterday, 78-68 at United Supermarkets Arena. We've got big Monday tonight with Texas and Kansas City with uh, major major seed implications for the uh, NCAA tournament in the Big 12 in this one. So as I said, it's uh, it's an extra-large Monday. We want you to be a part of it. 806-855-3712. Many of you are listening on the apps. We find that acceptable. We find that wonderful. Uh, We want even more people to download the app, so go to kkm.com or wherever you get your apps, download it, turn on the notifications so we can notify you of things you need to be notified about because, you know, you don't notice everything, and we do. That's our job. Follow the station on Twitter at Talk1039. Me, I'm just Ryan Hyatt, at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter. The show never ends, even though my wife probably wishes it would at some point. We come back in the evening around 6.30-ish with a daily broadcast, fun, interactive, so we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, we've got theraiderland.com, our website, where everything we do, including yesterday's Five Things We Know on a Sunday column, is waiting for you. Check it all out. We'll probably be back around 6.30-ish tonight on the Daily Broadcast. 
He's Rob Bro, King Ahead of the Day, pulses the people. He's one third of the gambling gauchos. He is the host of the Rob Bro Show, Monday through Friday, one to two, right here after we wrap up on Talk 103.9 FM at Rob Bro Show on Twitter. Happy Monday to you after a very busy weekend in the world of Bro. Happy Monday. We've got to start off with a helmet sticker. We do. Because of the reason uh, your weekend was very busy, but a helmet sticker going out to uh, Lubakai Wrestling and your nephew. Yeah, Keegan, uh, 4-0 in one day after the snow and ice delayed the tournament a day. They did it all on a Saturday. Uh, 4-0. One, uh, I think he pinned everybody. So no decisions, four pins, district champ, second year in a row. Fantastic. Right off the bat, that's helmet sticker. And your efforts to be there, right, along with your family, right, really they're in Azel. Yeah. Y'all all get helmet stickers. Maybe y'all can get some sleep tonight or something, or a little bit, and see what happens. But I slept pretty good yesterday. Yeah. What? Uh, hey, dumb me, right? Yeah. Pretty good crowds for that. What's yeah. What's the atmosphere like in there? So Azel's a pretty big gym, but it was at least eight schools, maybe ten. They're all on one side of the gym, and then the whole other side is filled with parents and loved ones and friends. Right, loved ones, yeah, people of questionable character, whatever. So it was a. There's three mats on the floor, and then half the gym is full of. Yeah, that's what's so cool that when you've got you know action going on three different mats at one time. I mentioned I caught one up at Nebraska when you're a collegiate. You know, and I mean it's huge up in that part of the world. Right, big eight, early big twelve days, and I, I would. I'm telling you, there were probably like 7,000 people in there uh, at the Devaney Center when that went on. It was really impressive. Uh, let's get this show rolling. We'll we'll discuss what didn't happen for Texas Tech Bats. Well, it happened for a little bit, but, man, it was the uh, a very similar script Saturday there in Waco against the Baylor Bears, who eventually overwhelmed them in the brief two-game winning streak and one-game Big 12 uh, win. Not much of a streak. Comes to a crashing halt there in Waco. Uh, luckily, the Lady Raiders felt fared much better. And really, one of the impressive things, they dominated the uh, the fourth period. They they dominated. They finished strong against Kansas State. Kansas State had a brief little, like a mini run. And maybe with, what, about three or four minutes to go, and Texas Tech was having none of it. So a big Lady Raider win. They get a helmet sticker, too. Now, your question of the day is this. We're going to go Super Bowl. Uh, we've got Super Bowl hype, and we've got uh, question of the day. Super Bowl hype questions this. Uh, Mahomes passing yards over under 325.5. Do you think Mahomes is going to have a big day throwing the ball? Uh, will it be underneath? Will the ankle affect Philadelphia? Very good secondary. Obviously, they're in the Super Bowl. They've got a lot of very good everythings. So as you watch this uh, game unfold, what do you think is going to happen with Mahomes over under? Over under passing 325.5. Now, here's what I want to do and have some fun with this. I love things of this nature, as anybody who's listened to my programming over the last three decades or so will, will attest to. Rob, I want I want folks to give us their favorite historical Super Bowl matchup that you'd like to see. We have the ability here, you know, on Talk 103.9 FM and ESPN 960 San Angelo. Through um, it's a really a privately funded study that we can take NFL teams from the past, teams from the present. Yeah, we can match them up. It's not a Madden sim; it actually happens. It's a, if you're if you're fans of the old Star Trek, it's sort of like a holodeck type thing. 
that we can go to the holodeck and this can actually happen. But super Very impressive. It, the, the money that this company outlays is amazing sometimes. So matchups that you'd love to see, historical matchups that would be fascinating for for so many different reasons. I'll, I'll give you one. The 85 Bears, long considered, if not the gold standard defense of the Super Bowl era, and I can give you others, but a just a defense that demolished and dehumanized teams. What did they look like against Kurt Warner in the greatest show on turf from the 1999 Super Bowl champions, 2000 game played? But things of that sort. What would prevail in that? And I know I know there are a lot of people that sim these games, and, and they actually do have the ability. Heck, they uh, Madden simmed it. Philadelphia wins. I don't even know why we're watching. The Madden sim has Philadelphia beating Kansas City. And you know how many games they've got right in the last six years? Six. One. Oh, good. Super Bowl lived the only one they got right. I saw the two before that they got wrong, and since then they hadn't got one right. I saw, uh, what was it, 15 of the last 16 or 18, the, the team wearing white has won? I think that may be correct. The Chiefs are wearing white? Yeah. A friend of mine wanted, said, okay, so Kansas City great Lynn Dawson passing away this past year. Would this be cool or not? Not that it could happen. If Mahomes wore Dawson's number in the Super Bowl, now it would never happen because they they the one the NFL wouldn't allow it. But if he walked out there wearing sixteen, yeah, you know, maybe he could wear it in warm ups or something. Because that's what I was thinking that he that he rolls in wearing a Lynn Dawson jersey or he warms up in a Dawson jersey. I just ran just thinking about that, but be kind of cool. So, yeah, historical Super Bowl matchups that you'd like to see. I mean, I've always thought it would be interesting to see what the doomsday defense of the Cowboys in the 70s, we can take, let's take Super Bowl twelve, the winners over the Broncos, where Randy White and Harvey Martin share Super Bowl MVP honors as a defensive lineman. Um, what, what does that Cowboy team do against which of the three Troy Aikman teams do you think was the more dynamic offense? Obviously, the one that destroys the Bills for the first one could right. get up and down the field pretty darn good. So maybe we take that one. That we pit cowboy on cowboy violence. It's funny you say that because my first thought was Brady's last Super Bowl team, the Bucks versus Brady's first Patriots team. Right. Which was an underdog team there against uh, the Rams, I but believe. But I think you look back and... Think of that defense more highly than they did at the time. Right. With who they became. Yeah, and who and who they beat. Right. Which was still, I mean, in a moderately small NFL window, what was going on with the St. Louis Rams, it truly was the greatest show on turf. Right. It was PlayStation number. They were, you know, they were of the NFL at the time that Texas Tech's offense was becoming in the early 2000s within the college football realm. So, have some fun with that. Some fun Super Bowl historical matchups. Teams that you think would make a good matchup there. Uh, we ask you, obviously, what do you believe to be true this week? And then hand out some Raiderland helmet stickers. We will have much discussion uh, on Texas Tech basketball, as much as there is to discuss at this point. It's really kind of becoming... Uh, let's just say uh, we're under two weeks away from the uh, start of Texas Tech baseball on the 17th. All right, texters on the text line, 806 855 
855-3712. That's 806-855-3712. Leadoff texter, I believe there are a lot of problems with Tech basketball, but to me the glaring problem is there's not one single shooting threat anywhere. Uh, you got a, you got guys who... There's lots of threats. You got a lot of threats. You got a lot of shooters now, consistent, knock it down, game in and game out. We've discussed much that this team, particularly in crunch moments, which there wasn't one in the second half, there is no Keenan Evans. There is no one in that role. Well, Baylor, Baylor's a bad matchup for Texas Tech, and Baylor's better than you. Yeah, just flat out. And they're not 30 points better than you. Now, I thought you folded a little bit there late in the game. Uh, yeah, I'd say early to mid-second half you folded. But I think you play that. If you play Baylor 10 times, you're not going to beat them, I don't think, this year. Yeah. And I don't think they're the best team in the conference, but they're the worst team to play against for Texas Tech because it's such a bad matchup. Yeah. Because oh. they, they have inside game and outside game, and they don't really have, like, exactly what they do is exactly what you don't do. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I did like the way Tech opened up with the defense, staying, I don't know how much you got to watch it, staying away from their five, and then it took Drew, and I think this is a great thing to do, make Drew actually coach, make him make some decisions, and he, he, he that team adjusted, he adjusted, and you... You kind of adjusted them right into what was working for them, which was the three-point shooting, which was the yeah. long-range shooting. It ended up not backfiring, but like you said, they're just better. They beat you. One texter, helmet sticker to Tech Basketball for not getting pinned before halftime. They they were down four, I think, 38-34 at the half. Yeah, but they were not pinned. Seven, I think a seven-point run. Yeah. To finish the half, right? A pretty good run. Mm. Texter says the greatest show on turf versus the 85 Bears is easy to predict. The Rams beat a better defense in the NFC Championship that that season 11-6 over Tampa Bay. Tampa was very good. I don't know many people that consider that Tampa 2 era um, Bears worthy. I'm still signing up to see what uh, what that looks like, 85 Bears versus greatest show on turf. You know, the biggest problem that the Bears would have, literally they don't have enough defensive backs that as the teams were constructed then, you had a couple of corners, you had a couple of safeties, there you go, you know. You're pretty much playing a cover two, not seeing a ton of four, let alone five wide offensive sets that they they would have a very hard time matching up just personnel wise. But then again, they could they could sack Warner about two seconds, so you know it might offset. All right, give us your great historical Super Bowl matchups that you'd like to see all time. Uh, hand out some more Raiderland helmet stickers. We'll get your thoughts on Texas Tech basketball, and I don't know. Tell us what you believe to be true this week. Doesn't have to be sports related. Eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. Do our first timeout of the morning. We'll take the break. Eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro.
1122, you got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro hanging out with you guys in the Arctic Air Studios until 1 o'clock. Then the Rob Bro Show takes you from 1 to 2 on Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. Saying hello to our friends in San Angelo on ESPN 960. And reminding you, if you live somewhere and you have crappy radio during this time frame, uh, call your station, demand that they get Raiderland and the Rob Bro Show on for you. Question of the day, give us uh, historical Super Bowl matchups that you'd like to see. Also, everybody, what do you believe to be true to start the week? Raiderland helmet stickers being handed out. And then uh, Texas Tech men's basketball, Baylor too much. It was just too much Baylor. Oklahoma State coming up next. Uh, in Super Bowl hype official question, uh, Mahomes passing yards over under 325.5. What kind of day do you think Mahomes will have? Uh, Rob, I, I like this next uh, text, 806-855-3712, because I was going to go to the audience on this topic today since I I am fraught with little knowledge. Texter says, Raiderland helmet sticker goes to Dallas Mavericks GM for trading to get a second all-star player to compete with Luka. I believe Ian Kinsler is going to be a good special assistant to the GM for the Texas Rangers. So two things, believing uh, belief in a sticker. Now, you know I'm not an NBA guy. Right. So the Mavs trade for Kyrie, and they basically get him a pretty cheap deal. Because Brooklyn had zero leverage in this situation. Um, so I'll ask the question, does this really make Dallas better? Can you count on Kyrie? I mean, he could have had a great situation there in Brooklyn. He's a bit of a flake, to say it lightly. So I was going to ask all five of our NBA uh, friends out there, how do you judge this move? Will it work in Dallas? Is he is he a toxic player? I don't know. How will it fit in with Luke? I, I don't know. I will say this only from the standpoint of, okay, you go, you made a move. You're the Mavericks. You made a move. You're trying to get better. Um, Kyrie, when he's dialed in, seems to be a very good NBA basketball player. It just it didn't seem to cost you much. Which I think tells you what how the rest of the league was feeling about Kyrie. The Nets owner said afterwards that um, he didn't care what he got back, and they could trade him to whoever they wanted as long as, as, long as it wasn't as he was, the Lakers because that's where Kyrie wanted to go. Right. So there was some personal just a bit uh, animosity of animosity there. But just on the basketball court, people are like, "Oh, it's never worked with Kyrie." Well, he won a championship. With LeBron. Yes, he did. And Kyrie was nearly as or more important than LeBron in that championship run in the playoffs, hitting a huge shot. It was a big comeback. And just on the basketball court, Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic are the two best backcourt members in the same backcourt in all of the world. Okay, They are going to be very good offensively. Neither of them play defense. <laughs> Um, and I know people say in the NBA that people don't play defense, but there are some good defensive teams in the NBA. Um, can you outlast somebody in a series? Yeah, I think they can. Was it a good move? Yes. Dinwiddie and the other guy weren't very consistent offensively. Um, the Mavs got better, and they only need to get better for about 28 games. And it is a rent-a-player situation and you, here. And then you get to the playoffs. So, to me... If it doesn't work out and Kyrie Irving goes cuckoo again and wants out and has knee surgery and tanks, you know what happens? 
you can have the leverage or the availability to sign more people in free agency. Yeah. So all you did was empty your books and get a great offensive player for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, I'm tempted to give uh, Cuban and the Mavs a helmet sticker on this one just because, again, it doesn't look like it cost you much. There could be great upside. You've already got down. You already got your potential downside if you don't make a move this year. So why not? You know, yeah. throw a dart. Maybe maybe you hit the board. Uh, trade deadlines this Thursday. Yeah. I would assume they're not done. Hey, we have an update. Hill Country Raider texting in eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. Another alert listener out there. The terrifying Miss Costa has surfaced appropriately off Cape Fear, North Carolina. Miss Costa, of course, the official great white shark that we began tracking back in 2019 uh, on osearch.com, which is a fascinating website. If you're into sharks and sea life and even turtles, they track turtles. They don't. We, we should have tracked a turtle because the turtles, they don't seem to move as fast. But Miss Costa has uh, been out there for a while now. She is an ugly, ugly-looking great white shark. And she has gone months and months and months at a time without uh, coming up and getting pinged. What has she been up to? I wonder if she has any idea she's famous. Probably not. 806-855-3712. Text her. I believe Chris Beard's last two years in Lubbock were frustrating, but this season has reminded everyone associated with Texas Tech basketball just how quickly it can go terribly wrong. No, No doubt about that. Lady Raiders are winning, the men are losing, dogs and cats living together. Say it isn't so, the world is ending, says one texter. Lady Raiders off to their best start since 2012-2013. More probably in the offing. They are they're not a bubble team just yet on the NCAA tournament. If they could string together a few more Big 12 wins, I think they could get themselves in a, in a position maybe to uh, to have a really good shot to go into the last two weeks maybe the year looking at that another texter nobody deserves a toxic player more than cuban this will provide great entertainment 806-855-3712 to get you in on the text line remember use the 806 or it goes to the angry man in florida 806-855-3712 historical super bowl matchups that you'd like to see play out Mahomes passing yards over under 325.5. What do you think he'll do? Hand out some helmet stickers. Tell us what you believe. We've got tech basketball to talk about. And obviously, there's always more. 806-855-3712. Bottom of the hour break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Point nine. It's 11.35, you got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro hanging out with you in the Arctic Air Studios. Don't have to worry about it today, but coming up again tomorrow, it looks like a cold front. If the air becomes too arctic in your home, you need to call the bear, callthebear.com. They'll get you fixed up there with Arctic Air. Uh, ESPN 960 in San Angelo booming out on that big signal all across the uh, Concho Valley. 
I love uh, hearing from folks that say, man, I was driving, and we were almost to San Antonio listening to you. That's great. Here in the Hubbleplex, Talk 103.9 FM, News, Money, Sports, and everyone on the apps. Download them at kkm.com. Turn on notifications. All right, uh, text in 806-855-3712 every Monday. You tell us what you believe to be true to start the week. Also, we hand out Raiderland helmet stickers. Uh, anyone and everyone, sports, non-sports, who deserves a little recognition will be fantastic. And then uh, we have the question of the day. Give us historical Super Bowl matchups you'd like to see. Which game? Which teams from the past against maybe teams from the present? Or it could just be past teams that never got to play each other. What would you like to see? Official Super Bowl hype. Mahomes pass yards over under 325. What do you think the game is going to look like on that one? So jump on the text line, 806-855-3712. Texter texting in on the text line. I dislike Tom Brady as much as my hate for Adam Sandler movies. But I have to admit, it's crazy that the guy has been to more Super Bowls in his career than the Cowboys have been throughout their entire lifetime as a team, even though the conferences wouldn't allow it. I'd like to see the 94 championship Cowboys against the 95 championship Niners. We'll accept that. That's fine. It doesn't have to be con- – I mean, you can go you can go same teams. You can go conferences. You know, I always wanted to see a Cowboys Raiders Super Bowl in the seventies. Near, I mean, it was sandwiched in between when they beat the Vikes in eleven, Dallas loses to the Steelers in ten, and then comes back and beats the Broncos in twelve. It was sandwiched around. I, I was one of the few people, I guess. I didn't realize that a lot of Cowboy fans didn't like the Raiders for some reason. I did. I, I you know, Ken Stabler was like the anti-Staubach. Pretty much nobody liked the Raiders, huh? Right. Except Raiders fans. Except Raiders fans. I guess I was a Raiders fan. I, I mean, they had a cool punter of all things, and Ray Guy. Did you? Hey, speaking of punters, did you check out any of the uh, kick tac toe? Nah. Didn't right. watch a. I, so I take that did. back. Two minutes. I timed it. I looked at my watch. I watched two minutes of the Pro Bowl games, as it is now called, yeah, and I, I was done. I didn't watch. I saw the highlights of the kick tac toe, though. Yeah. The deep snapper. For the AFC, hit three straight squares. The punter whiffed twice. The kicker kicked it over the little X's on the floor. Yeah, so. Disaster. The long snapper hit three straight and won the game. The AFC long snapper. (laughs) (laughs) It was brutal. Compelling. Robert wants to know off the text line, will Kyrie and Luca fight over the ball? No, they'll probably, probably fight over which synagogue to go to, if I were guessing. 806-855-3712. Texter wants to know, where do y'all put Tech Baseball in the Big 12 preseason rankings? Third. Third. I'm right on with where the coaches had them. Kirk Sarloo's got it going on in Fort Worth. Then uh, you got you got a slew of really good teams, I think, after that, kind of in the middle. Oklahoma State lost a lot, but they're bringing a lot back. Yeah. And in, in, in Texas Tech, the frontline pitching we know, that's me knocking on simulated wood. Please be healthy. Please be healthy. Right. Go into March healthy. Uh, I think it's going to be just fine. There's a slew of arms to choose from back to front as roles get sorted out. But the unknown within the everyday position players, not that they're not talented, it's just there well, are going to be so many new faces out there, you just don't – 
kind of know exactly what it's going to end up shaking out to look like. I think you'll have two returning starters. You get one behind the plate. Hudson White. And you know what? After that, Ty Coleman. I don't know that Ty Coleman will start at DH. He might. He's certainly in the mix. Uh, Washburn in right field, I would assume. He's... uh, he started every game last year in right field. I, I would assume he's got an opportunity to start again. But you have a really, really talented group of sophomores who didn't play a lot last year. And then another really talented group of freshmen who came in. A couple of transfers. I mean, it is going to be a brand new team. And the last time you did that was in 2017. And you went to the World Series. So. Yeah. And don't get me wrong when I say this about the Big 12 this year. Uh, TCU's very good. All right? Oklahoma State, right behind them in the really good. But beyond that, it's a league that I think will allow Tech and Tim Tadlock to find themselves in non-conference play that you need to you need to win. You need to get the RPI right. You need to get the victories but it's not such a murderer's row throughout, you know, going six, seven deep in this league this year where a young team can't begin to flourish as as March turns into April. There have been some years in this league where when you're putting three teams in Omaha and you're going easily six deep NCAA tournament contenders, that it, fe- it would feast on a team that didn't just immediately have everything in place when Big 12 play started, that you would get tacked. I don't think, I don't think, Rob, that that's this league completely this year. That doesn't mean it's a really down year. I think there are a lot of good teams in this league. But I I'm not, I don't see a league where you're going, oh, yeah, we, you automatically got five teams to choose from that can get to Omaha, uh, even though all five probably won't make it. I'm not quite seeing it right now. Come back to me in a month. That's what I love about college baseball. That you can ease your way through the season. That you can get better. Right. That Tim Tadlock can move pieces around. And uh, and for the most part, you know, you're not going to get hammered for it to the point, I mean, unless you're losing a ton of games, that you're not going to have a chance to make the tournament. And all you got to do is get in it. I know you've said that about the NCAA basketball tournament to an extent. I think even more so, if you, if you didn't just get into the NCAA baseball tournament, if you're playing great baseball, you can win on the road, you can win at home, you can go places and win. It would be completely different. How how different would it be, Rob, in college baseball if they changed this one thing in the postseason? That you're hosting a regional, that you host a super regional, the host team is always the home team. Yes. How that one single thing, I think, would dramatically change how the, how that play how the playoff would work, how the NCAA tournament would work, getting to Omaha. I, I mean, it, if you are a top eight national seed and you have earned that, and you're a top eight team. I don't know why you're not the home team. I think you should be home team in the regional, too. I, I agree. If you're playing in that regional, if you're the higher seed, you should be the home team. Get rid of this coin flipping. Yep. Uh, you've you've earned the, the right to seed, be there. Yes, if you're the highest seed in the playoff, you could choose. Hey. And, and baseball is the only sport 
where the home team has a by written rule competitive advantage. Right. You don't get the last possession in basketball automatically because you're the home team. You don't get one more possession in a close game in football. Well, they're the home team. They get to they're down three, but they get a chance to respond here. No. But in baseball, it's the only sport where that truly matters. And that also uh, the only sport where the dimensions are different in your park. That it's not the same as football field, basketball, all that stuff. Standardized, park different. Turf, grass, short porch, deep to center, all of that. And they have to give that away, these teams, in the tournament. I used to be the other way. I said, no, now I'm to the point, if we're going to play 56 games... Let's make it worth it. But for now, that has not happened. Texters are on the text line, 806-855-3712. We want the uh, historical Super Bowl matchup you'd most like to see. Think uh, 78 Cowboys against the Chiefs' first Super Bowl team, something like that. What do you believe to be true to start the week and then handing out Raiderland helmet stickers? Texter says, I believe that as bad... Oh, well, we... Uh, I can't... I don't know if I read this one or not. There we go. I believe that as bad as this year's basketball team is in this day and time of transfer and NIL, you can go from worst to first in one year. And also, any of the 90s Bills against any of the 70s Vikings, someone's got to win. Or do they? Uh, agree on the, uh, on the college basketball going from... You know, worst to first. Heck, you almost saw that in college football this year with the TCU Horned Frogs. Not completely worst and not completely first. But absolutely, you can turn around a college basketball team. Faster than ever. Um, yeah. And it was always, hey, if you could get one or two difference makers in a class, yeah, you could dramatically improve a team. Now, you can get four or five. Six or seven. Remember, they are going to get older next year, says Mark Adams. Whatever that means, whatever that implies, uh, that it is final uh, Mark Adams radio show for this season. That was one of the statements that has been made. Well, it's about time. Doughboy is checking in. Resident trucker in Raiderland. Guns up trucking if you see him honk. Uh, back in the saddle for a while. Back from the cruise to the Eastern Caribbean. It's time to hammer down. We need a cruise report. I know a guy who just cruised around the. Uh, Oh, the uh, what do you call it? The Horn down there through the Straits of Magellan down there in South America. Oh, wow! Went all the way around there. Got within sixty miles of Antarctica. Wow, that's that's a ways out there. It's the uh, end of the world. That's a long time on a boat. You fall off, or well, I don't know. Are there any NBA players who think the Earth is flat? There's one. Yeah, I think he denied that though. After a while, he was just doing a thought experiment. Just in case it was, he, he wanted was to be on everybody. He just wanted to be on record in case they did discover it was flat. See, I told you so. Maybe that's intelligence in action right there. Two up a timeout. Eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. Give you guys a chance to jump on the text line. Uh, have some fun with everything we're doing today. Super Bowl hype. Mahomes passing yards over under three twenty five. You got Tech men's and women's basketball to discuss. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the on the Baylor game. Maybe not. Raiderland helmet stickers must be handed out. We ask you what you believe to be true to start the week. I'm looking for some more good historical Super Bowl matchups. So get on the text line, 806-855-3712. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro.
Tax Action Update on Talk 1340. Check out VSIN's catalog of original podcasts, daily and weekly programming to keep you in the know when you're on the go. Only at VSIN.com. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Less than a week away from the Super Bowl. It's the Eagles and Chiefs this coming Sunday in Glendale, Arizona. 6.30 Eastern kickoff, 3.30 Pacific. Both teams 16-3 and heading into the game. Both teams have arrived in the Phoenix area. Philly now a two-point favorite with Kansas City giving up plus 112 on the money line. The over-under 50 and a half. The Chiefs were 7-11-1 and against the spread this season. On the most recent Chiefs injury report, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster listed as questionable. Same for linebacker Willie Gay cornerback with Jarius Sneed and wide receiver Kadarius Toney. The Eagles relatively healthy heading into the week. Get the latest lines and more at vsin.com. Final segment, hour number one of two. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro coming to you from the Arctic Air Studios. Got you till one o'clock on ESPN 960 San Angelo. In Lubbock, Talk 103.9 FM, News Money Sports. From 1 to 2, it's the Rob Bro Show with you on Talk 103.9. So if you're outside the area, get the app so you can keep on listening. Historical Super Bowl matchups you'd most like to uh, see. Give us some of those. Super Bowl hype, Mahomes passing yards over under 325.5. Will he have a big day? Is the MVP out there waiting for Patrick Mahomes again? And then, of course, Raiderland helmet stickers. Uh, what you believe to be true, and uh, a lot of Texas Tech basketball as we go through. I do have a helmet sticker, non-sports related. we got to give it to the uh, F-22 Raptor. Taking care of business there on uh, Saturday. Taking down the uh, Chinese spy balloon. Now, this this the Raptor is one bad machine. This thing is awesome. It's a stealth fighter, obviously. Its radar blueprint is the size of a bumblebee. I mean, that's some killer stuff right there. But I just had to chuckle a little bit because, you know, the pilot's probably catching a little grief. There he is in his eh, ballpark figure, about 225 to $300 million plane, shooting down a balloon. You see the other pilots, well, was the balloon evasive? Were you, were you, able, to, were you able to fight did the balloon at any time, try to come back at you? Man, that's some good shooting there. You got the balloon. Yeah, I know. I wonder if they drew straws. Who wants to shoot a balloon today? Eh, I ain't doing nothing. I'll go shoot a balloon. And you know it was super serious, and it has to be. Everything they do is super serious. But still, you know that pilot had to be going, man, I'm shooting a balloon. Gets back to base. Request the flyby. Do you know? You know, it, they they had in the squad room. They had to have a ton of balloons in there, right? Oh yeah! Congratulations, great job. Now I have the utmost respect for our men and women in the military. I'm not making fun of them at all, or whatever. That thing should have been brought down the minute it was over Alaska, uh, in certain areas. That's a discussion for a different time. But man, we got the <laughs> we got the balloon. Hey, and why not shoot it down over you know water so we have a hard time figuring out what's in it? Good job, guys. Again, not talking about the Air Force, talking about the decision makers in Washington D.C. Uh, but yeah, we we got to give the uh, pilot out there. I they've got to come up with a little balloon insignia too. Yeah. on that to have some fun. Eight oh six eight five five three seven one two. 
do the Lady Raiders need to have Brett Yormark at the game every time they play at home now? Yeah, they were uh, showing out, weren't they? Looking good, as I said, consistent throughout the whole game that this team has had at different times. Sometimes, you know, right there, fourth fourth quarter, fourth period, um, trying to finish out a game. That certainly was not the case yesterday. Uh, and then, of course, Brett Yarmark in town to meet with Kirby Hokut about taking over the Pac-12. That huge, and I know you were kind of busy Saturday. Right. But one of the, I don't even know how to describe M.H. Veer, on Twitter, who ostensibly is based out of West Virginia. His claim to fame is he called uh, USC, UCLA to uh, the uh, Big Ten. But anyways, after months and months and months of quiet, he resurfaced over the weekend with all sorts of, quote, information, unquote, regarding disgruntled nature in the Pac-12. Six schools wanted to leave. They were upset with the TV deal. Some schools and, and uh, Klyakov were trying to force everybody to take the, you know, that it's, that it's just a disaster and that Bedlam is broken out and that they all want to come to the Big 12 now. Yeah, we'll see. I Too mean, late. it looks like the party's over, you know? Yeah. You could have had that deal back in August. Back in September of last year, it to me, much like you have said, I it, it looks like the party's over. Now, I do think that there is legitimate fire in the Big 12 examining Gonzaga as a potential basketball-only member that I do think Brett Yormark and the Big 12 are looking at football and basketball as two different things. And I get that. I understand that uh, where we are. But like I said last week, Gonzaga to the Big 12 does nothing for me. And one day, Mark Few's not going to live at Gonzaga. What if it was Gonzaga and UConn as basketball? Okay, and there's been some wind in the wire that UConn is a potential. Again, to what end, though? How much, and I know, TV footprint, all of that great stuff during basketball season. Yeah. But the impact on the, the impact of the basketball compared to football on the TV side of the contracts. I'm not saying it's negligible, but it's just not nearly the same. And how Well, they would take a very small percentage, I'm sure. You know, but how how much more do you need in the Big 12? You're already you've already got a great basketball conference. Why do you want to make at a certain point are you making it harder on yourself to be a great basketball conference if you do bring in a Yukon and Gonzaga and add that to this murderer's row? I don't know. It I, I just I, I just think with the four you're adding right now, you're fine. Right. Or and, and I know somebody could make the case, well, you're potentially leaving dollars on the table. I guess maybe. But then what do those dollars cost you on the competitive side, potentially on the other side? Do you lose that at the NCAA tournament? I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like it might all end up being kind of a net neutral type deal. But, hey, if you want a 20-team basketball league that would have to, at that point, become more regional-based, there's only so many games you can play in basketball. Right. Do we really want to be playing Big 12 games in early December? And maybe they do. That knows it'd be better than the direct that's been coming into the United Supermarkets Arena in non-conference play the last several 
seasons. We'll get to your text messages again on the other side. Jam up the text line. Historical Super Bowl matchup you'd most want to see. We ask you, what do you believe to be true to start the week? And then hand out those Raiderland helmet stickers. Might take a little deeper look at Tech Baylor, but I really don't know what else there is to say about it that hadn't been said. Uh, And then uh, anything else that's on your mind, 806-855-3712. Quick break, it's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Town Square Media Network. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland. Welcome back. Hour number two, Ryan Hyatt's Raider Land featuring Rob Burrow. Congrats to us. We've done it again. We've turned morning into afternoon with the help of you wonderful people here in the Arctic Air Studios as you listen in on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in Lubbock, Taco 103.9 FM News, Money Sports. Question of the day. Give us a historical Super Bowl matchup you'd most want to see. Um, think the uh, Steelers of the 70s versus... The uh, New England Patriots of the 2000s. What would that steel curtain defense do? Uh, what would uh, New England's defense do to the Steelers? Fun matchups. Give us some reasons and why. Have a good time with that today. Super Bowl hype question. Mahomes passing yards over under 325.5. What kind of day, day do you think he will dial up coming up on Sunday? Every Monday we ask you what you believe to be true I'll tell you one thing I believe here in just a little bit as we go through the second hour. And then every Monday, Raiderland helmet stickers are being handed out. Anyone and everyone deserving of a little recognition. Sports or otherwise, doesn't really matter. You know, whatever works. Somebody needs a little recognition, you hand them a Raiderland helmet sticker. Tech basketball on your mind, Big 12 hoops tonight coming up. All those things, whatever it is, you hit us up on the text line. 806-855-3712. He's Rob Bro at Rob Bro's Show on Twitter. One third of the gambling gauchos and those to the Rob Bro Show from one to two here on Talk 103.9. I'm just Ryan Hyatt at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter, theraiderland.com, our website. And then uh, we come back in the evenings around 6 30 ish, tidy up the day with you with what we call the daily broadcast. Uh, it's fun. Uh, Facebook Live, Twitter, you got it. It's all there. Check us out. The, uh, the texters are texting, as you might expect. One texter, I said a couple of weeks ago that Tech would only win two more games for the season, so I guess I know now which two they were. I will say I don't think we need to freak out. This team will be much better next year. I like how Harmon uh, stepped up uh, to somewhat become a leader for the team. Boy, he's really talking about Harmon. Downhill Harmon. Erd Haxton, and I think Chris used that term a couple of times. Recently, I love that. That's not his nickname. It could be. It should be. Downhill Harmon. Uh, that when he is playing downhill, really good. You know, we talked some, and even in the first half against Baylor, you were still getting looks. Again, I'm trying to trying to lay off the bacho abuse here. But when you were small lineup, 
The middle of the floor was open. Your little three-man weave up top was creating movement somewhat in the defense. And you got it to the rim. This team, when they get to the rim, if they can get to the rim, not bad. Uh, Bacho again, just... Robbie looks lost to me. Yeah. He frustrated. just looks lost and frustrated. Not not a lost cause. I'm not saying that. As it was another 12-minute outing. You just you can't have the lines you had, by the way, from Texas Tech to have any sort of chance, let alone against Baylor. But I mean to win most Big 12 games. But another 12-minute outing uh, with uh, three turnovers, just one rebound, uh, and then uh, had the dunk, I believe, and didn't take another shot. He just looks completely out of sorts out on the floor. And in that first half when they made the decision that they were going to more or less just leave Flo Thamba out there wandering around going, why is nobody paying attention to me? Uh, that defense was again helping to generate a little bit of offense. Now, Baylor, as I said, they did adjust. They did make some movements. But you just can't have these – you can't have lines like this with guys playing double digits or nearly double digits minutes. Elijah Fisher, 15 minutes, 0 of 2. Bacho, the 12, 1 of 1. Uh, Demarion Williams, 20 minutes, 0 of 2. Uh, and did it, did it get a rebound? Got a rebound. Robert Jennings plays 8, nearly 9 minutes, 0 of 3. I'm not going to – K.J. Allen didn't play enough. You just can't have those lines when guys are out there extended minutes. I mean, maybe it's one thing if you've got somebody particularly going off. But, Rob, where where did Kevin O'Banner go to? Where, where The inconsistency, and are we seeing this? Because, again, maybe O'Banner isn't really sure what he's supposed to do now offensively. Am I am I the post guy now again? Are we gonna? Yeah. We're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be down there. Am I the corner guy again? O'Banner at times seems to be not in the flow of the offense at all. When he missed time, when he misses time for foul trouble, he just does not get back into the game. Yeah, and he did it again, or, or had that happen again. Uh, yeah. By the way, when I heard Doug Sermon's name on the, uh, I was like, oh, right. I know how this one's gonna go. Right. He loves his job. Yes, he does. He loves doing his job. It's a shame you don't have scratch list in college basketball. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, at, you know, will this team be appreciably better next year? I don't know because I don't know what it's going to look like. Will this team win another Big 12 game? I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, well, you took a step back in Waco. You didn't. You didn't take a step back. That's just kind of who you are. And as you pointed out so eloquently in the first hour, Baylor's just a lot better than you are. Yeah. Not not 89-62 better. But, I, you know, I had it as an 11-point game on my number. And But I think if you played them ten times, five away, five home, they would look a lot like they did. I yeah. think they'd beat you by 10 or 15 on the road and by five or ten at home. Yeah. You might get one of them, but... Baylor's just better than you. And it's not that they're the best team in the conference and that you'll not beat anybody else because you can't beat Baylor. They're just a really bad matchup. Mm. Yeah. Like, what you struggle with is what they're good at. And they've outcoached you twice. 
and out executed you twice. You did that to them last year. I also think, again, what we're seeing in this league with the team so good, you have to look at team, and I know they came into Lubbock and, and beat you pretty good, but man, teams at home, if they're a good team, they're a great team at home. Right. Iowa State at home may be the best basketball team in the country when they're playing there. Kansas State. Kansas State, you know. Though they got uh they finally ran into slipped a little bit of the Longhorn. By the way, Texas and Kansas are playing for the number one seed, I think, out of the Big Twelve maybe tonight. That even with Kansas dropping four of six, their number is still unbelievably high. Texas has just can you quietly make moves up the board? They just kinda have. Yeah, they're they're right there. Nine and two. Yeah, they are right there on the one-two line. Ten and two. What are they in the Big Twelve? Uh, How many have you played so far? I think they're nine and two. Yeah. This is uh, this is a, a big big Monday game, is what the radio host was trying to get to. I like Kansas tonight. I, I think home court with a, with the good teams matters huge. Kansas coming off a loss. Bill Self back at home where uh, you know the home cooking's going to be pretty pretty salty tonight if they've got any anything going for them. Short turnaround, I, I think Kansas. And, and can you say that they have their backs against the wall as we literally are talking about a potential number one two seed right here going on? And that that's where the Big 12 is, that on February the 6th, you got your back against the wall here at home trying to maintain a, yeah. a possible one seed. Kansas does for sure. Yeah. Texas on house money on this one. I really don't I don't think Kansas will be a one seed. They they can't keep doing what they're doing obviously. No. Are they capable of not doing that in the Big 12? I don't know. Doesn't look like it. I think they end up on the 3 line when it's all said and done. I think you're also going to know I think you know more today than you did this weekend as far as the Big 12 goes. Um, You'll know a lot more after this week of games. By Wednesday, I think you'll know a little more strongly of who's going to be in the conference title picture and who's not, regular season-wise. Yeah. 806-855-3712. you got thoughts on Tech Basketball, we'd love to hear from you. Question of the day, historical super matchups you'd most want to see from over the years. And then uh, what do you believe to be true every Monday we ask you that? You can hand out some Raiderland helmet stickers as well, 806-855-3712. Texter uh, Robert says, San Fran 89, Denver Denver 97. A little Denver frustration against the Niners after getting boat raced by that one. The uh, Denver 97 team beating the uh, Green Bay Packers, that was just a really good all-around team, even though at that point Elway had begun the process of not not pure game manager, but Terrell Davis, the run game had begun to kick in for him. That was uh, that was a good team. Beat a very good Green Bay team. Denied Brett Favre his second Super Bowl championship after beating the Patriots. Uh, 806-855-3712. Here's something I firmly believe this week, Rob. Patrick Mahomes needs this game badly. For all the great things he's done, for the Hall of Fame career he has fashioned, I think it is vitally important 
for Patrick Mahomes' legacy going forward to get this one? Because let's be honest, you're never guaranteed another trip back. Right. It's incredibly hard to win these things anyways. Don't want a losing record in the you Super Bowl. You don't want a losing record in the Super Bowl sitting out there. You, I, just, I just think it's really important for, for him going forward because if he doesn't win, okay, wait for it. If he doesn't win, it becomes, yeah, but. Right. And it already is a little bit. There, there are already those who say that, some. They, they start to throw in the, yeah, but. You got to the Super Bowl and you couldn't beat this team of collection of whatever. And while Philadelphia is obviously a very good team, I don't think anybody's talking about them as one of the all-time great NFL teams no. to ever suit up on the field. I mean, no offense, it's Jalen Hurts still, right? Right. You're not playing Tom Brady this time. You're playing Jalen Hurts. That is, as, as the week went on last week, I just begin to formulate in my mind how important this is. I mean, this could be this could be the last Super Bowl he ever plays in. Right? Right. How many how many of you fans going back to the Cowboys in the nineties when Troy Aikman walks off the field? How many of you were sitting there that night going, Man, that was great. What a great run. Never see him in a Super Bowl again. Never sniffed it. Never even sniffed one. And that's how quickly it goes. Even Steve Young, who was older than Aikman was at that time, the Super Bowl in between, you know, the Giants are, I mean, the, pardon me, the Giants. 49ers are still rolling. They've got this thing happening, you know. Right. They, hey, how many more could they go back and get? I know the Cowboys are out there, but my, nope. Never again. Pretty soon, Elvis Gerback and Jeff Garcia are playing quarterback for you. So I just think for Patrick Mahomes' legacy, this is a big one. And I know well, breaking news, Super Bowl, big right, game. Right, right. But I, I, I think it is. Now, if he goes out and loses, it doesn't mean he's not going to have a Hall of Fame career. That's not it at all. But if you if you truly want Patrick Mahomes to be considered amongst the elite quarterbacks, right, all time ever, and to be in that discussion when we start t- saying you know top five, top ten, top whatever, I think he's got to get this game. Because history tells us it's just going to be amazingly more difficult going forward. Did you have a total on his passing yards? 325.5. Where Where is that from? Me. Okay. That is way higher than the book. Oh, I know. Because I think they're going to throw it. Yeah. Getting in a... Do you think that it'll be a... I mean, it trends the over. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I see this one going right now. Yeah. All right. I mean, I I would love to see the two college quarterbacks from the Big 12 get into a Big 12-style game. Yeah. I mean, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you're going to Eric B. Enemy and Andy Reid last week and saying, if we're going down, we're not going down handing the ball off. We're not going, we're not going down in this game. I'm not getting shot up in this game yeah. to go hand the football off 45 times. We're throwing. I think it's uh, 285. Yeah, it's 284 and a half, 285 and a half in most of the books. 325. 325. I'll take the under. It'll still get you the MVP if you win. Gotta, oh, yeah. Got to hit the timeout. 806 855 
3712. Historical Super Bowl matchups you'd most like to see all time. Also, uh, you heard the Super Bowl hype question on passing yards for Mahomes. Talk a little tech basketball with us if you'd like to on a Monday. Uh, we got more Raiderland helmet stickers to hand out. You can do the same. And then what do you believe this week to start the week? What's true in your world? 806-855-3712. It's a quick break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Twenty-two. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking you till one o'clock in the Arctic Air Studios. Rob Bro Show comes your way one to two Monday through Friday on Talk One Hundred Three Point Nine FM News Money Sports. So if you're listening on ESPN nine sixty in San Angelo, get the app for Talk One Hundred Three Point Nine at KKM dot com. You can keep on listening and participating on that text line eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. We're talking historical Super Bowl matchups that you'd like to see. Matching teams from years gone by against each other, which would be the interesting ones and why, you tell us. Uh, Super Bowl hype, Mahomes passing yards over under 325.5. What kind of game do you see playing out in this Sunday Super Bowl matchup? Finally, everybody, we ask you, what do you believe to be true? And then uh, you hand out your Raiderland helmet stickers, anyone and everyone deserving a little recognition. So jump in with us, 806-855-3712. Uh, Texter, uh, NFL historical matchup. Just give me someone that beats the 72 Dolphins so they will shut up. There are a lot of people that hate the 72 Dolphins because of the way they celebrate every year popping champagne when the last remaining undefeated NFL team of the season loses. I have no problem with that. Hey, they did it. They went undefeated for a, a full season, not just a regular season like the Patriots. But they actually won the thing called the Super Bowl. Why would you not celebrate? I think it's kind of cool. I got no problem with that. Uh, same texture. Uh, speaking of referees, we were talking about Doug Sermon the other day. Other day. Remember the other day when we were doing the show today, Rob? If you haven't seen the Netflix documentary about the NBA ref that bet on games, you should watch it. It's really good. Uh, yeah, uh, Gaming the Game may be the Netflix doc you're talking about. It's Tim Donaghy, NBA referee. Uh, 90s, 2000s, convicted of uh, conspiring to uh, racketeer and fix games. It is a fantastic look at how, why I say, Rob, people should not 100% just dismiss the idea that sometimes not everything you're seeing is legit because we have empirical evidence. It's happened. It's happened in college sports. It's happened in professional sports. It will happen again. Now, it's been kind of interesting the, the last week or so. Have you been keeping up with the Arian Foster? He said, who, who, was he on Pat McAfee or no, no, was no, he no. Barstool or where was no, he? he? He has a podcast. Okay, it was his own with, deal. With So, you know, uh, pardon my take. Yeah. Co-host there, PFT, has a podcast with Arian Foster called Macro Dosing. Yeah. Where they talk about weird stuff and conspiracy theories. And one of the conspiracy theories that was being talked about was that the NFL was rigged, and PFT said, hey, Arian, when you got your script right. at the beginning of the year, and then Arian just went off on this whole thing oh, about what great. he did when he got his script. It was great. Did you see the quote tweets from other players 
talking about their worst seasons and how they uh, ended up getting that heading script. Getting and, that script. Oh, I, you know, I got my script when I tore my ACL and yeah. I was just flabbergasted and all this stuff. It, it was, it, it, it got huge. It went viral yep. by today's standards for sure. Got viral. Yeah. Um, the funniest part was people believing it. Oh, I know because they wanted to. Back to Tim Donaghy in the NBA, though. Um, he was he was fixing games. He was calling fouls. He was doing the things that an official can do to alter the outcome, particularly when we talk about totals uh, in a game. Not necessarily who wins or loses, but uh, you know, hey, it's a meaningless game. But we're still at the uh, we we need four to get the over. Oh, look, look at that a couple of quick fouls and they go to the line. Wow, and eh, nobody pays attention. Um. There is a great podcast done by Gil Alexander. He's with VEASAN. He has what's called Beating the Book Podcast. If you were at all interested in that Donaghy deal, he has done two different interviews over the years, two different major podcasts with the author of the book, Sean Patrick Griffin, and uh, even uh, one of the uh, co-conspirators, Jimmy Batista. You remember the animals, right, out of Philadelphia? Huge betting gambling syndicate that was allegedly involved in certain activities. Anyhow, uh, if you if you would really really like an amazing deep dive on that, then I would recommend Gil Alexander's podcast, Beating the Book. Just do your Google search on it uh, with Tim Donaghy and uh, Gaming the Game and all that, and I think you'll come up with at least one of them, probably both. He did one about a year ago, an update on it. Um, as some stuff was going on. And it's it's just, you listen to it and you go, all of this happened. All of this happened. And that's, again, why I will say one more time, there are a lot of people out there that, you know, oh, there's no way it could ever be fixed. It's, you know, players would never. No, it's not the players that you would get involved. The officials don't make the millions. You get the official. You get an official in trouble. You get an offensive coordinator or a coach in trouble and in a situation. You right. don't get the players. Again, the micro minutia of manipulation, say that five times fast, that it all it takes on these numbers, the difference in one holding call, I'm just looking at football right now. Taking a touchdown off the board. Taking a touchdown off the board. A mystery pass interference. There are a lot of different ways to impact the outcome that has nothing to do with the players. Completely missing a player getting blown up on the sideline when the pass is coming to him in the NFC Championship game? Absolutely. I mean, it's just stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes you go, hmm. Gil Alexander beating the book podcast. Check out the Tim Donaghy stuff if you want to learn more. All right. Uh, bottom of the hour break, 806-855-3712. Historical Super Bowl matchups you'd want to see. What do you believe to be true this week? Hand out some more helmet stickers, whatever else is on your mind from tech basketball to NFL. You tell us, 806-855-3712. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. 1235, you got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We're coming to you from the Arctic Air Studios. 
ESPN 960 San Angelo. Here in the Hubbleplex, Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. Question of the day. Give us an historical Super Bowl matchup that you want to see. Think 85 Bears and then uh, the Rams' greatest show on turf. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, all that far back. Maybe it's maybe it's Super Bowls that you just didn't get to see because one team had a bad day in the uh, championship game that you think it would have made for a better Super Bowl. That has been known to happen. So the ones you would like uh, and why, what would be interesting about it? We also find out every Monday, what do you believe to be true this week? I said Patrick Mahomes needs this game, that he doesn't need to be one and two in Super Bowls, that for his legacy, for everything he's done, don't let him have the opportunity to say, yeah, but, yeah, but, you you, you lost to Jalen Hurts. Tom Brady was 52 years old when you played him, and you still lost to him. Uh, hand out those Raiderland helmet stickers. Anyone and everyone deserving a little bit of recognition. It doesn't have to be sports. It could be anybody. Uh, and then uh, if Tech Basketball is on your mind, you can certainly uh, give a shout on that. It's uh, Oklahoma State coming up next. Uh, the Lady Raiders got Texas next after beating Kansas State. And then again, uh, Brett Yormark was in town uh, hanging out over the weekend, uh, finalizing plans for the Big 12 to add uh, anywhere from six to eight teams from the uh, Pac-12, it sounds like. At least that's... That's what we're getting out of this uh, out of this moment, uh, Rob. I, it's not a helmet sticker. It's more like a an old man sticker. I can say this one: Jim Beheim, Syracuse coach for life. Cheers comments after the game this weekend. I just saw them in the break. Really? Yeah, I, I was. I just saw the headline and clicked on the story and was reading it a little bit. Okay, it kind of goes kind of full Saban slash. Whatever. Well, and Saban was doing it privately at a to, fundraiser to elicit them to pay. Yeah, he wanted more. That was of calculated. It. This is just old man screaming at clouds. Yeah. You bought your teams. Well, you should buy a team, Bayheim. That's yeah. how it works. Did you not buy Carmelo Anthony back in the day? No, of course not. Come on. And then he recanted today and said, oh, all that stuff I said about those teams I was talking about, no, I, I didn't mean it. Yeah, you did. You said it. And maybe this is him trying to, to elicit some NIL dealings with Syracuse alum, but there's some pretty famous ones out there. there there's a few that a have couple of people made that, some, some money. Some rich people that went to Syracuse, but... I, I don't know, can can Carmelo just buy a buy a roster? I'm about to find out. But this part of part of this though is will he be coaching it? Beheim, you know, said I'm the guy who makes the call on me staying or going. It's only me. Tell me when that really works out good, right? Didn't work out good for Florida State with Bobby Bowden. Uh, it didn't work out. How did uh, go back in my memory banks? How did things turn out for Joe Paterno at Penn State when he became? The guy who was going to make it never in in Bayheim telling reporters all the time, oh, I'm making this call. I don't even know who the AD is at uh, at Syracuse, but I'd I'd be mildly embarrassed, right? I don't care how good any one of your employees is; he's still your employee. Tim Tadlock still works for Kirby Hocutt, even though Tim Tadlock has had uh, just a spectacular near decade now, of Texas Tech baseball. But Tim Tadlock doesn't get to make the decision 
Kirby Holcutt does. I don't know. Beheim just rubbing me, uh, rubbing me wrong on some of. But again, I hate that. I don't mind you saying it. Where I lose any any amount of respect is when you recant it. Exactly. I have more respect for you going out there in a peak moment of frustration and lamenting the world that you live in. At least Jay Wright quit. I mean, it sounds like sour grapes, Beheim, because it is right. And this is how basketball works now, and you're not going to change that. And all these football coaches being buddy-buddy with Tommy Tuberville trying to get him to pass legislation is even worse. Mm-hmm. For the good of the game. Yeah, okay. And the student-athlete. Texter, undefeated Patriots versus 72 Dolphins. Why would you want to see that? The undefeated Patriots couldn't beat the Eli Manning Giants. Nick Bonacani, Jim Greasy, they'd kill them. The no-name defense, Manny Fernandez, Jesse Powell. 72 Dolphins would have smoked those Patriots. Texter, helmet sticker, Bailey Moppin for uh, the hardest-working member of the Lady Raider basketball team. Got her back on the floor uh, the last couple of games. Just kind of does everything. Helmet sticker, says a texter on the text line, 806-855-3712. For Eli Manning for outcoaching his older brother and winning the Pro Bowl, and uh, and one for the NFL for making the Pro Bowl activities fun to watch. We found the person, Rob. There you go. We found the person. Well, so they they looked all right, fun. Did you see the controversy at the end of the the Pro Bowl game? What do you think? Uh, Eli's team kneeled the ball in flag football. In flag football, inside the five, and Peyton blew up. They're down two. It's scripted. They they blew up. They got the script. Peyton was uh, saying it was illegal. Uh, the Pac-12 officials that were doing the game had no idea. <laughs> uh, Why would it not be Pac-12 officials? Yeah, and so there was this huge dust-up, you know, on the field with Peyton and Eli. But Peyton, Peyton did not look like he was joking around. Peyton legitimately thought there was a rules issue. Well, how can you kneel down in flag football? Your flags? Do you do you take your own flag off? No, if you hit the ground, you're you're down. You can't go down and get back up. Oh, that's stupid. Or if the ball hits the ground, there's no fumbles. If the ball hits the ground, it's it's dead too. It's flag football. You're not. So I guess there's your flags a, gone. I guess there's a provision to to do that. It might have been fourth down too. I don't or third down. Even I don't in know. the Pro Bowl, the NFL has too many layers of rules that can't be adequately adjudicated. Right. Well, I think Peyton, and it's even funnier that Peyton read the rule book. Oh, no, I believe that. And knew the rules. I completely believe that. Yeah. Um, No, after the weekend, I was... First off, it's not the Pro Bowl anymore. It's the Pro Bowl games. You know, sort of like gladiatorial games where it goes on for weeks and weeks. It's it's the Pro Bowl games that uh, you have to suffer through. Right. Nobody truly wanted to uh, be there, you know? No, I... We, we we talked last week about trying to uh, – is there something else you could do? Why bother? Why do you have to do anything, right? Why? why? It doesn't have to happen. There doesn't have to be any event. You can release the all-pro team and call it good and don't even – the idea of the Pro Bowl can cease to exist. You can honor – 
all those people at a lovely banquet. Bank, bank, we're having a banquet, man. It's going to be in Milshoe. We're having a banquet. You can honor those people at a lovely banquet amongst their friends and family and give them an excuse to go party, you know, the weekend of the Super Bowl, and you can have a Saturday night deal or whatever you want to do. We don't have to do anything. It, it doesn't have to happen. So many things happen now just for the sake of somebody sitting around thinking, we got to do something. NASCAR had the second Bush clash at the L.A. Coliseum again yes, this weekend. Yeah, I heard people complaining about that. It's god-awful racing. It's in L.A. where nobody cares about... I mean, were there people yeah, there? Yeah. There were some people there. It's L.A. It was outside. I saw pictures of people with their dogs there watching it. So it's, it's dreadful racing in a market that doesn't care. Now, I know NASCAR is desperate. They have worked so hard for the last 25 years to get into the West Coast. They went out to Auto Club Speedway after years of racing at Riverside and Sonoma. Uh, they tried doing two dates there. It didn't work out. They went to one date. They stole the Southern 500 for Darlington and moved it out there years ago. But I'm watching that whole production going, you don't have to do this. You can you can maintain the heart and the integrity of the sport. You could have speed weeks in Daytona where it's, you know, might not be as quite as warm as Southern California. But the people that are there are hardcore race fans. There, there were people that would go down for two weeks for speed weeks leading up to the Daytona 500. And the week before, you could have the Bush class and it clash, and it'd be great racing there at Daytona. And it'd be for, and it, and it was fun. It was compelling racing. How about the Wiz Khalifa concert with that play? Oh, I mean, that's, you know, that's right there. That's wheelhouse. That's wheelhouse NASCAR. But above all, the racing's horrible inside the Coliseum. It's a gimmick that somebody said, we need a gimmick. No, you need good racing. People tune in for the racing. The Pro Bowl's become a gimmick without any football, actual football in it. Be like Major League Baseball, the All-Star game now becomes a softball game. Why? Why would I tune in? Yeah, the NASCAR anti-helmet sticker to NASCAR for having it out there at the Coliseum. I mean, would you rather them play uh, real football in pads, but it's just tag? Because that's what they were doing the last three years anyways. No. No, I'd rather them not. Yeah. For the same reason, once upon a time, the NFL years ago had what was derisively called the runner-up bowl. They had a third-place game. The losers of the championship games had to play another game before the Super How stupid was that? I don't remember that. The Cowboys, by the way, I think, hold the record for all-time losses in the runner-up bowl thanks to the uh, thanks to the Packers for having to play in that. It was, I think it was called, actually the name of it, I think it was called the Burt Bell Bowl. Wait, what era the, was this? This is in the 60s into the early 70s. Oh, I don't even think I've ever heard of that. No, most people haven't. Rob, most people in the 60s and 70s didn't know about it. <laughs> but they actually made them go out and play a third-place game. Wow. Like, winner got, you know, 2500 bucks. Nobody wanted to be there, I'm sure. And they got rid of it. And life went on, and we can get rid of the Pro Bowl games. I mean, when your highest level players are, you know, calling out anyways. Yeah, when they're playing in the Pebble Beach Pro Am, yeah, because they're injured. And what's the point? You don't have to do anything. 
I would say that to many people listening right now around your office, around your company, whatever you work at, don't don't allow yourself to be tricked into the we've got to do something. Sometimes the best thing you can do is nothing. That goes to the Pro Bowl. Our final segment of the day is coming up. You can jump on the text line, 806-855-3712. Historical Super Bowl matchups you'd love to see. What do you believe to be true to start the week? Raiderland helmet stickers being handed out. Tech basketball still on your brain. You name it, we got you for a few more minutes. So let's make our time together count, shall we? Jam up the text line, 806-855-3712. Quick break, we'll finish up strong. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Final segment of the day, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking you till 1 o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in Lubbock Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. Rob Bro show rolls your way 1 to 2. You are his co-host, and it is Overreaction Monday. We may even start overreacting to things during this segment just to get a little practice in. Same text line, both shows, 806-855-3712. Historical super matchups you'd want to see. Helmet sticker day. What do you believe on a Monday? Tech basketball and uh, NASCAR talk. 806-855-3712. Texter, NASCAR is working. Let's try this again for our English-speaking audience. NASCAR is working so hard to be relevant to get new fans. They're losing all their actual fans. Convinced they just paid USC students to come fill the stands last night. Such a joke. Uh, The worst thing that happened to NASCAR was the best thing that happened in NASCAR, which was the explosive growth of the late 90s into the uh, early 2000s. Hyper-expansion, you know, Bruton Smith, obviously the France family with ISC, opening new tracks all around the country, moving out of a historical territorial footprint, and for a while it was sustainable. A lot of different things conspired against it, not the least of which was the economic downturn uh, around uh, 2000. 7, 2008, into that time frame. Uh, it put a corporate squeeze on a lot of the growth. The worst thing that has happened, though, is the racing's bad. That, And I'm, I have no problem making the cars safer, Rob. I don't want to see anyone hurt. That's fine. But they have made the racing bad. And I'm not going to get into all the uh, aerodynamic discussions uh, and mechanical grip versus aero grip and what they have done with these tracks that have turned them into a bit of a cookie-cutter situation. But the product's not good. That's the main problem. Chasing after new fan bases isn't always a bad thing. It's probably a good thing. As long as you continue to serve your actual fan base. Rob, baseball, Major League Baseball is NASCAR. Right. Major League Baseball right now is NASCAR. In order to try to appeal to a lot of people that I don't think will ever fully embrace baseball in the year 2023, they are getting away from a lot of the things that make the people who love baseball great. They're doing so many of the same things, from rules packages to presentation to you name it. I say jokingly, baseball should adopt a new slogan and just live with it and say, Hi, Major League Baseball, we'll see you when you're 35. And to be okay with it. 
Yeah. 35-year-olds have money. They spend money. Uh, texter Robert says, I didn't watch any of the production this week for the uh, Pro Bowl. Another texter, instead of the Pro Bowl, I say the team with the first first-round draft pick play the college national champion. You wouldn't be able to make a spread high enough. Bears, Georgia. Uh, Bears minus 62. I mean, it'd be unfair, you know? I love it when people throw that stuff out. I mean, it would, it would truly be unfair. It would be disastrous. You know, they did used to do this, though. The uh, college all-star game. So you literally had... They, this is how dumb they were in the 60s. That you literally had all of your top picks, Roger Staubach, Dick Butkus. I mean, we're talking the best of the best, right? Yeah. They would play a an exhibition game against the defending NFL champion. Not the worst team. <laughs> now, of course, the NFL team would not play a lot of their starters, you know, and whatever. But still, these now, these were some competitive games. Because you did have literally a college all-star team going up against an NFL squad, even if the NFL squad was going to take it easy that day. Can you imagine that today? NFL owners going, yeah, that, that seems like a good idea. We should get the entire first round of players and and let's have them play the Chiefs. That would be insane. Golly. Even if it was Chad Henney and yeah, the backups. It doesn't matter. Ugh. They had really cool uniforms, though. Red, white, and blue uniforms for the All-Stars, you know, college. I think one of the last ones was played in the early 70s. I think it truly made it that far. And it was some sort of torrential downpour. Oh, of course. Maybe in Pittsburgh. And that that just ended it. The game wasn't even over. Just fans started coming. It had to be the early 70s because fans came down the field and started streaking and running around and stuff. And it was just mayhem. And, and that I think I really think that was the last one that they ever played. Texter, I'm going to go with the under on yards for Mahomes, but I do think he'll have four touchdowns. What are most uh, touchdown props on him at right now? Two and a half passing? Probably less than that, one and a half. Yeah. I thought I saw a two and a half, but maybe that was one. There are so many out there that are juiced so differently. You can get alternate numbers. Right. You can get any number on these props that you want. It's just a matter of what your juice, what your number ends up coming back to you on that. So to say that there is just one singular passing prop or singular TD prop on anything. Two, flat two at picks wise. Flat two, baseline. Three and a half between the two of them. Huh. I'd go over on the two. If for no other reason than like we've talked about, Kansas City is superb at passing the ball inside the uh, 10 and inside the five-yard line. Right, and you'll get a, you know, a, a shovel pass. Yeah, a little flip pass. I could not Left-handed that pass, word. shovel pass, yep. Hey, uh, what, w- what number would you need to go to take yes – Touchdown run shorter than 1.5 yards. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dude laid six figures on that. Yeah. Took the yes. Wow. It's time to overreact. For Jalen Hurts? Could Probably pretty good. Yeah. All right. Overreaction Monday. Getting ready. Just start jamming up the text line with your overreactions. 
I'll see you tonight around 6.30ish on the daily broadcast at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter. For Rob, I'm Ryan. See you Tuesday in Raiderland. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Town Square Media Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.